in, in Burbank? It's supposed to be the world's largest. The yeah, yeah. does that mean like, it's the largest infestation? Because yeah. I'm thinking so. You I go up there and you're like, excuse me, I need help normal. finding a desk. And he's like, a dare. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd on. What is everyone? Welcome to Nerd on the podcast. You didn't need, but you deserve. Uh, the Halloween time is here. It's upon Spooky. us. It is. So we're talking about something uh, that's very near and dear to my heart. But before we get to that, I'm Corey, Tom, Ali, Caitlin. I'm Josh. And with our powers combined, no. we are <laughs> Nerd on. <laughs> we're all levels of nerd are welcome. All of them. Uh, but Josh, you got some business you want to get to real quick? Well, I was going to say that this episode is brought to you in part by our <laughs> people over at pa- Patreon. 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 And also Patreon. And also <laughs> both Patreon. Um, but I didn't get a chance to, so. I know. I, I hijacked it for some weird Captain Planet. Thing. But if you did, you would also recommend all our listeners to join Patreon if they yeah. like what they listen to yeah. on the show. And if I did a get a chance to say it, I would say there's lots of really cool stuff over there, like bonus content, bonus episodes. Discord server, which is a lot of fun. A holiday card. A holiday card. You can get a chance to influence some of the episodes on our normal feed. Yes. Yes. Well, you were telling me about this a little bit earlier, that if you were to tell them where to go to find out more about it, yeah, they would go to nerd.tv slash Patreon. Yeah. Too bad you didn't get that chance. That sucks. Yeah. And someone would have said, this message has been brought to you part by Patreon. (laughs) We'll we'll fix it in post. Yeah, Yeah, we'll fix it in post. But this episode today, I'm very excited about. Why are you excited about this? I've been talking about this, I think, since the first episode. Or second episode, In every maybe? meeting? It's one of those. Every conversation. Um, it's and The Mummy 2. It's uh, Stephen King's It. <laughs> Tom and, Cruise's The Mummy uh, 2. No, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing from the- 1982. <laughs> this uh, is so not the original, yes. but the remake. Right. Yes. Uh, the original, which is, which is based no. on the, the no. short story, Who's There? <laughs> Never. Uh, and it was made into a thing from another planet. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was a more of a Frankenstein-esque type monster movie. Like Black it was just white, a giant... Um, Monster, uh, but this actually stays uh, much closer to the short story material, where it's mm. all about paranoia and something that can shape shift into uh, your closest friends or family, or and you'd never know. And part of that, I mean, something that was really big. And Josh, this is a spoiler. It didn't make a remake in 2013. That's a that's it's a prequel. A prequel right? yeah. Yeah. Um, I believe it was 2011. Uh, whatever it's called, wherever that year is. Uh, I wish they would have named it. Just um, not just actually, the thing. Yeah. Because it makes Google searches very hard oh, yeah, when you're true. trying to learn but, um, behind the scenes stuff. It yeah. also spawned uh, comic books off of that. Yes, too. which I've yet to see, Ooh. sadly. Uh, but I believe they're mm. like, just coming out yes. recently. Uh, wow. But yes, John Carpenter, one of the uh, grandmasters of horror, uh, who did things like The Fog or he did that? Halloween. Yes. <laughs> Halloween, which is uh, out by now. So yeah. if you guys haven't checked that out, check that out. No, actually, did he do this one, this newest one? No, he's he's producing. I think it. he's part of it. Yeah, it's, but Dan, this, it's Danny McBride's company. But it's supposed to be a direct sequel to the original, original Halloween. Yes. So it like retcons all those weird like Halloween 2.0 type stuff. Interesting. <laughs> I'm a huge John Carpenter fan. Uh, he also did things like Christine, um, uh, which is a, one of the first horror films I saw because that's my mom's name. Nice. Um, How about me? What about you? Big Trouble. Big Little Trouble, China. Little China. Yes, <laughs> I actually just saw that a couple years ago uh, for the first time, and it is. Uh, very good and very racist. Yes, oh. <laughs> uh, oh, it's like a funny horror. It's macabre. Yeah, macabre. Mm. Um, yeah, but before we get too far into it, 
Uh, needless to say, we're talking about the thing, and it's a movie. If you haven't watched it yet, go slap yourself. Pause but it. Keep listening to this. Yeah. And then go watch it and then listen, listen to this and then slap yourself again because you'd be like, whoa, why didn't I watch this? Before? Or you don't have to commit violence against yeah. yourself. That's all right, too. <laughs> I'm about it. But we also get to rate this. Yes. And rating something, then yep. we get to guess that More More I have. Yeah. The song gets better every time. That's Star Wars. Should we do initial reactions? No, we guessed the girl. We gotta guess the girl. Oh, that's right. That's right. Before we initial spoil reactions will spoil song, all of that. I bet you happens. it's me. Yes. I bet you it's not. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, with guess that grump, if you're new to the show, um, if anything we can rate like a TV show or a movie or a book or a comic book or anything that is finished uh, in a sense, uh, we can't typically do things that are ongoing like TV shows or something like that because it's hard to kind of just like make an objective thing of something that's continually growing. Uh, but uh, if we rate it one out of five. And so, for example, if Caitlin likes the movie, which I usually do, uh, she rate, rates it at a, like a four point nine to five usually. And then if Josh rates it at like a four point eight to four point seven range, he's still the grump, even though it's still a high in high praise. Uh, so, I typically always guess first because I explain it. But Josh, he pointed at me, so you're guessing first. I'm guessing first. <laughs> you're guessing first. Cool. Uh, it's not Corey. Nope. <laughs> it's just not going to be. Uh, that's not going to be Corey. Um, Everyone at home, Tom is like C on the Scantron. If you don't mm-hmm. know what to pick, you just pick You Tom. pick Tom every time. That's I'm what I do. I'm going to pick He's Ollie. all of the above. <gasps> pick me? Ollie? Yeah. Okay. Is all of the above usually like D or yeah. E? It's yeah. D or E. I will yeah. pick... Dun, 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 dun. Caitlin. Shout out to Trebek. <laughs> I will pick. Josh. Whoa. Oh. So since here he picked, so one for Josh, one for Caitlin, one for Ali, none for Cora and I. I'm gonna pick Ali. So that's two wow. for Ali. All right. I think I'm the smart pick, I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Oh. You're the smart pick? No, I mean, I'm a smart picker. Mm. Oh. Oh. Uh, brains and noses. I get it. I get it now. So, um, what's your pick? I'm going to go with Josh, just to even it out a okay. little bit. Two on Josh, two on Ali, one on Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. So, what everybody I, at home did not see is that we have a dartboard in here. And, and I just he just threw, threw a dart it while and, staring at Josh yeah. and then still said Josh. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where it landed. <laughs> Um, so now we have that all tallied down, uh, everyone at home, uh, get your numbers ready or get your votes ready. Uh, we have ours, uh, but I guess now we can go into initial reactions. I guess I should start this one off. Uh, you should. Uh, this was shown to me by, uh, my childhood friend, Tacey D money, Dustin Leandro. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out. Um, I watched it at his house when I was Shout out to his house. 11 or 12, I want to say in that area, mm-hmm. early teens. And it blew my mind. It was the coolest thing I had ever seen. Mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine a 12 year old having never seen like practical effects in that sense before. Yeah. I was like unreal. Um, I also, this is the movie. The reason I'm a huge Kurt Russell fan is because of this film specifically. It's his beard, right? It's his, mm. he his is, yeah. Kurt Russell is, uh, uh, like effortlessly cool. Yeah. I, 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 it's we'll, true. Agreed. We'll talk about it later, but I think I would argue he's like almost the perfect hero. Yeah. In this film. 
Yeah, I yeah. thought you were gonna say man, but yeah. Um, and so <laughs> after that, also. I've I've watched it uh, multiple times a year ever since then. Like it, it is my. You have a poster of it. I mm-hmm. do have. I don't have a poster. I have a painting. Whatever. Yeah. I went to wow. Creature Features. They had an art gallery just for the thing. And for what thing? Uh, just the thing. Um, and it's where they had artists from all over the world send in their art and stuff like that. And so you could buy prints. Or you could buy the real piece of art. And there was this beautiful painting of all the characters from the front with like Petri dishes kind of in the background. And the dog is the uh, uh, full background. Nice. Like, mm. like, uh, mixed in with the snow. And uh, I could have bought the print for like 30 or I bought the actual painting with the frame with this big, beautiful wooden frame 30, for 000. like 150, 175. So wow. I, just, I did it. It's the first piece of art I've ever bought. So like full like... Not not a poster. Well, sound like you were going to say your first pita you ever it bought. It was the first pita, <laughs> a pita art. Uh, um, but yeah, I've watched it every year since, and and I, I it's my favorite horror film of all time, and it's the reason I love John Carpenter as well. Nice. Open that door for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nice. So I liked it, I guess. I guess hmm. he guesses. So I'll go next. Um, I think the first time I had my first time was with Corey. Wow. It was, wow. It was a dimly I'm lit night. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, no my, stars, no my moon. apartment. Uh, alcohol was there. And uh, Domino's yeah, Pizza. Took a lot of advantage of me. Um, but yeah, so um, the movie, oh. first time I watched it was at Corey's place. Yeah, and that was my first time watching it. Uh, and I think we watched like a remastered version or a, something on iTunes or something like that. But like, I was just really, really impressed with it. And I was so impressed that I started becoming a fan of it. And uh, I have to bring this up because... Uh, one of our one of our friends, his name is Adam Hannock. Shout out to him. Um, Shout out, really talented person. Told us Corey and I about a screening that they were going to have at the oh, Egyptian God. and Egyptian theaters in Los Angeles. So what, in Hollywood. The backstory None, to that is that mm-hmm. the Egyptian theater had found a lost seventy millimeter was, reel. This okay. was supposed to be like the last physical copy of this film. And it was like, it's not even like in good condition. Like it's got suntanned on it. So like, I went to go watch it. And you know, the guy that got me into it couldn't make it because what someone was getting married or something like that. Or I had to go for a wedding. having children or some shit. But like, you know, shout out to them. Um, (laughs) It's played since that. It's played three other times in LA. And every time I have had to go to a wedding. And oh, every single wow. time I'm like, oh, I'm never going to go because, you know, every single time I go, Corey's never going to be there. Uh-huh. And I'm like, the only reason I wanted to go to this was because I'm like, oh, I'll go. I'll watch this in theaters, like how people With did Corey. it back in the day, you know, like have that experience. Yeah. And watching it in film was really cool. Actually seeing like the film grain and stuff like that. Watching it remastered obviously helps like our modernize. But uh, I, I really, really enjoyed this film. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. Dang. I'll go. Uh, yeah. Um, natural reactions. Uh, funny enough, when we decided to do this episode and we started prepping for it, I thought in my mind that I had never seen it. Mm. I thought, oh, hmm, I've never seen that. I was wrong. When oh. I started watching it. Whoa. You tend to be. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, this movie. <laughs> this oh. movie. Because when I was a kid, uh, we had a little video store in the small town that I grew up in. Hollywood, Hollywood and Video. No, it was not Hollywood <laughs> Video. It was, like, it was like Pine Valley Video or something okay, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went through one of those mom and pop shops. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I rented a whole bunch. I used to rent this. I used to rent. Um, there's a really terrible horror movie called The Gate. Um, for some reason, I loved that. Um, I loved all the old like Sinbad and Jason oh, the Argonaut. Sinbad like, ain't bad. Like the practical kind of yeah, things. Yeah. And I remembered 
this was one of them. And I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. So, but because I was a child then, I didn't have much memory of it. Fucking child. I know. I watched it again this time, actually a few times, and it really is so good. I have a few friends that just love this movie, and I can see why. Yeah, you are one of those. (laughs) How good is it? So good. So good. So good. Tom makes fun of me because I say that about a lot of things. Um, Dude, it was so good. How good was it? So good. Uh, My friend Buzz. Shout out to Buzz. Shout out to Buzz. Shout out to Buzz. To Infinity. That's dope. His name is Buzz, yeah. Um, Have you all? Last name Danger. Uh, Are you serious? Yeah. What? <laughs> is Buzz Danger? What? Yeah. Why anyway. does he not have a comic book named after him? He wants to be on the show. He wanted to be on this one. That's fucking anyway. dope. Um, well, I'm going to pass the trust stick to Ali. Ali, Ali, small pox is free. That. Oh, it fell. Small pox and free. Oh, you <laughs> dropped the trust stick? <laughs> oh, my God. <gasps> Bring it down. on. <laughs> I just watched that like two days ago. <laughs> we should do an episode. Uh, we, oh, yeah. Hands down. Easy. Uh, so the thing, uh, the first time I actually watched it was with, with you, Corthaniel. Hey, who's Corthaniel? It was everybody. That's me, Corthaniel the Brave. I think everybody in here was in the room. Yep. Um, we had a nerd on viewing party. We did. Yeah. Um, and I've seen it since a couple of times as well. Um, and it, and it just keeps growing on me every time I watch it. It's one of those things where it's like a little detail waiting on you. Mm -hmm. You start to, uh, yeah. You start to, uh, I really start to appreciate um, kind of what this movie is currently still, what what it can still accomplish, what it was back then, what it accomplished back then. And what it will um, be. And what it will be in the future. <laughs> uh, no, but like it, um, yeah, just is all the sort of uh, things that it's, that it's accomplished. And I, and I kind of did slap myself a little bit for not having seen it mm. earlier. <laughs> it was, it's um, true. He he like right physically. in the room, it because was because you may you may or may not have found out, through, especially in this month, that I am not the biggest horror movie fan. Same, yep. But <laughs> as we'll as we'll you know dive into in a little bit, I don't really see this as a horror movie, and that's okay. You're still welcome here. But do you want the backhand or do you want the forehand? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so, Again yeah. with the violent hand. It's a, it's a it's an awesome psychological thriller, is what this is. Yeah, with hmm. some horror elements. Horror for the East Coast. Horror. Okay. Like, horror. Um. Yes. <laughs> this is where we speak. I was assimilating. I really, I yep. thought the um, time like froze for a it second. It did. It did. Yeah. I, I don't. I was like, what's in this tea I'm drinking? I was just <laughs> really concerned about the dog. Uh, like my initial reaction plural? is. The, 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 the dog. Oh, the okay. one that I was most invested in. That you shouldn't have been. That I shouldn't have been, but <laughs> very much was. Um, I like all of the concepts in this movie. Okay. Um. I, I like the concepts. I like the concepts. <laughs> Not, it doesn't have as much of a ring to it. No. I, I don't really like blood and gore in movies. So mm-hmm. I, I'm not a fan of horror movies. I do still see this as a horror movie, mm-hmm. just from the way that um, things were shot and whatnot. So there's, in a way, I'm kind of like, oh, it was a spooky. It was spooky. It was spooky. It is. It is spooky. Oh, it is spooky. Spook. Yeah. I got scared from Shaun of the Dead, guys. Like, really? wow. yes, that movie right. scared me like pretty bad. Okay. Goose, we, goosebumps. Her yeah. baby steps are goosebumps. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they uh, give her scary stories to tell in the dark. I, I, like I said, I like the concepts in the movie. I'm not a huge fan of the level of gore. Am I impressed by the practical effects? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, thirty. That's thirty six years old now. And it's it's still like probably the best practical effects I've ever seen in a film. And I didn't learn until this time around 
was done by a 22 year old kid. Yeah. Wow. May, may I add a little bit to the gore factor of it? Yes. Like the level of gore is, uh, I think, not particular to your tastes, mm. but like I've seen, I call it gore porns. Yeah. And I'm just like, Jesus. I'm 100% with you where it's like, I'm not a fan of gore. Like it's like, I don't want to see 27,000 different ways the body can get twisted up and melt, mushed up. It's not yeah. quite Tarantino. Well, House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm talking about Saw oh, yeah. and like hostile bullshit. I'm like, can you stop? Like, it's not, it's too much. For I've me. actually seen a lot of that. It's like, despite me being very easily scared, I I had a boyfriend in high school who that shout was all he wanted. No, we don't <laughs> shout out him. Uh, but he watched like nothing but horror movies. So I watched a ton of them um, and I've seen a lot of it. And this is very well done in comparison to a lot of the horror movies I've seen. Yeah. And actually has like a plot without yeah. naked women everywhere that are being, well, you know, killed yeah. violently. Right. So that was a plus. Um, yeah. So those are initial reactions. I can jump into the synopsis real quick. Uh, a yeah. little backstory on the Five film. Minutes. Or should we go to the backstory afterwards? Do uh, the backstory after. Yeah. Okay. So the synopsis of the film is it takes place in Antarctica. Uh, where the most population throughout the year now is about a thousand is the highest it gets there, uh, and that's during the longer summer days. So this is this and is that's right. pretty much all scientists, right? Usually. Yeah, it's all scientists. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and this is supposed to be taking place the day before the first day of winter. Um, so it starts off. You see this dog running across the tundra with a helicopter chasing it. It's got a uh, Swedish language on the side. Um, they, the dog finds the American camp. Everyone kind of runs outside to see what's happening because the Swedish people are shooting at the dog. Poor baby. Uh, the dog jumps up on one of the American scientists and licks his face and that scientist gets shot by the Swedes who are like yelling or whatever. Mm -hmm. One of the Swedes goes to throw a grenade, blows himself up. Whoopsies. <laughs> uh, and the other one decides to keep shooting. Gary, the guy who's in charge there, busts through a window, shoots him right through the eye with his pistol. General Patton style. Real good shot. Um, so that, that happens. They're going to go check out the Swedish camp. Like, why were they going crazy? It's, it's way too early in the season to get like stir crazy. There's no way. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you meet McCready who in his first scene is playing chess on the computer and thinks he's winning. The computer wins. He jumps his whiskey down the computer and calls it a cheating bitch. So he's a cool guy. Um, so he's the chopper pilot. So they decide to go investigate the, uh, the Swedish camp, him and, uh, doc, um, so they go there and they find some twisted remains that were on fire. The camp is destroyed. The Swedish camp is is burnt down to the ground. Um, they go inside. They find like an axe in the wall, some guy who had cut his wrist, that kind of thing. And eventually they find this huge chunk of ice that something's been cut out of. Um, they go back to camp, discuss a little more. They go on another expedition with, um, with uh, Doc and what's his name? Uh, the redheaded guy, I'll remember it in a little bit. And they find a, basically a spaceship. And judging by the ice, it's probably been there for a thousand years. Uh, so they get back to camp. Uh, Clark goes to put that dog away that's been wandering around all day. And you see it go into a room with a shadow. Cut. They put it in there. Uh, in uh, Clark puts it away with the other dogs. And it starts to freak out. And it starts shifting and changing and shaking and... These tentacles come out of it and everything like Spewing that. Spewing green acid. Uh, and someone hears it and runs back and tells everybody. McCready tells uh, Childs to get the uh, flamethrower, which is one of my favorite lines. <laughs> McCready wants you to get the flamethrower. He wants the what? Just do it. Uh, so they open it up and it's starting to pull all the other dogs in and kind of like assimilate. It turns into this big 
blob, I would say. Like, there's no... Biomorphic, asymmetrical looking... Which was very... uh, John Carpenter said it was very on purpose. I don't want it to look like anything the same twice. I don't want to look like the same thing twice. Or anything recognizable. I never want your brain to get used to it. Uh, So they go to light it on fire. Part of it gets away through the ceiling. And uh, as everything unfolds, everyone gets a little freaked out. They cut it open. It's got regular organs, right? It's got like lungs, liver, everything. Um, and then you find out, oh my God, I lost my place. Uh, the docs is starting to look at the cells. Yeah, right. So they, they realize that it's taking people over and it's assimilating because it was like, look, it was trying to be one of the dogs, but it's got shit from I ain't never seen before. Uh, and uh, that uh, the doctor goes a little crazy. Not doc. Um, I said the doctor. Yeah, the doctor does find out that it says if it gets away, it's something like three years until the entire planet is uh, is infected by it. Yeah, they start um, freaking out because uh, few no, uh, who's the guy who has who likes the dog? Oh, the Wilford, oh Clark. Uh, Clark. Clark, he's like close with the that dog beforehand, and then it gets to the point where it's like, how long were you with the dog? Yeah, and so this air of like. Who's gonna turn on us next? Yeah, and, that's and so like this, yeah. Uh, you find out that Windows has been trying to make contact with everyone. He's their radio guy, and they haven't been able to reach anyone for weeks. So they mm. keep trying. Gary, Gary says, "Keep trying." The guy who's in charge, uh, and then once Blair finds out that it could be anybody, he starts to lose his fucking mind, and he attacks Windows, and he yep. makes sure that the radio can't be used so that it can't get out. And they can try to self-contain it. And they lock diabetes in a uh, <laughs> diabetes diabetes in a in a a, a uh, hut outside, um, and then they soon find and not that, in McCready's shack in someone else's shack. Yeah, in, in, right. in the tool shed. So Blair's out there, and they're packing some stuff away. They got this body in this in one of the closets, and they're gonna close it in there and just wait for help to come. Uh, so Windows leaves. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Redhead. The redheaded guy. I want to remember. Uh, uh, b- starts with a B. I don't know. You can look it up. But then uh, at this point, like when uh, Clark, uh, or sorry, when he goes, the guy goes sort of crazy, McCready uh, kind of initiates that he's going to become the leader. And then he gets the one firearm they can have. Yeah. Because like tests are going, they're trying to do tests and try to figure out what, what who is the thing or what's going to happen. Um, they try to go to the, like this blood bank that they have of everyone's blood and trying to match it with their current blood and see if that would happen. Yeah. That gets sabotaged. Corey, take it so up. then uh, Fuchs is, uh, Blair is, is locked away uh, and uh, Fuchs is put in charge of mm-hmm. trying to figure out what they can do. He says, you know, we should pr- prepare our own food, eat out of cans, nothing else. Um, and then you find out that Bannings, the redheaded guy, mm-hmm. has been absor- Windows sees him being absorbed into the corpse of uh, the thing. Mm-hmm. And so he gets everybody, Windows gets everybody and they follow him outside and he hasn't finished changing yet. Everything. But his hands. His like, hands. He looks perfect. exactly like it. But he shows his hands and they're these long fingered, like almost. And that scream. Oh, oh. yeah, that scream. So they light him on fire with carotene. Uh, kerosene. And, uh, kerosene, thank you. And they 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 bury him in the snow, essentially. Yeah. So then they go back inside and they're like, holy shit, it could be any one of us. And this is where shit starts really getting like intense because he's like, you were with the dogs all day. Where were you? Like you, go, you went off in. for a long time. And so everyone starts going real crazy at this point. Uh, and Kevin Norris Fever. isn't feeling great. Norris is his name, the red, the other redheaded guy. Yeah, um, so uh, people start getting at each other's throats eventually. And uh, they, someone finds uh, McCready's shirt ripped up. And they think that he may be the thing. So Knowles, who went out with him to like go see what's going on, cuts him loose outside. And this is at in nice Antarctic winter. So. Yeah, yeah. 
It's pitch um, black. You and, can't get back without a yeah. line. And uh, I forgot to mention they locked away Blair because he also sabotaged the helicopter and the tractor yeah. as well as the radio. So, so there's no escape. No escape. Um, so eventually they hear a break in another room and it's McCready and he's like almost frozen to death. And uh, they try to uh, wrestle him down and Norris has a heart attack. Oh. So uh, he kind of falls over, passes out. McCready's got a stick of dynamite and a, and, a, and a flare just telling everyone to get back and he wants a flamethrower. Next scene, they're in the doctor's office. Norris is on the, the bench, and Doc is trying to revive him. Resuscitate him with the uh, as he trunk. goes to go in for the uh, Third. pads. His stomach opens up and chomps his arms, um, and so <laughs> clean he's off, clean like clean off. Uh, so they try to burn it down. His head escapes and tries to walk away. His body's like ripping <laughs> apart. Nuts. It almost gets away, and Palmer turns around and goes, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" <laughs> so they light that up as well, and then McCready comes up with a test. So he has windows. McCready has windows. Tie everyone up. He's still got the dynamite at this point. Tie everyone up on the couch, and he takes a blood sample from everyone. And he says, "They don't clean off that knife, by the way." No, it's gross. So he says, I think humans, it's just tissue. But if it's one of those things, every cell is a living thing that tries to survive. That's why pieces fall off and heads can move up by themselves. So, uh, yeah. So he does uh, Windows first. And then Windows gets a flame torch. Uh, and then he does his own. And he's also human. And then but he the goes, editing then is just priceless. Well, it's after that. It's after <laughs> yeah. that. So then he goes to do Palmer, who's the like druggy guy. And his blood jumps out when he hits it with the hot uh, metal. It looks it like a jumps heart explodes out. out. Palmer goes crazy. He jumps up on the ceiling. Windows torch isn't, or, uh, yeah, no, Kurt Russell's torch isn't working. It his is flamethrower. Windows. windows freezes because he's terrified. Jumps back in front of him. His head splits open like a mouth and <laughs> kills windows. windows. Oh, so uh, he runs outside. They burn it and they burn windows in the corner. And now it's just uh, Childs, Nulls, Gary. That's the end. <laughs> That's the very last line. That is. Uh, so okay. uh, it's just Childs, Gary, Nalls, um, and McCready left. Yeah. So he does Nalls next, and that's where that editing comes in. His blood is fine, and it's just a quick cut, and Nalls has a flamethrower on. Right. He's <laughs> off the couch. So now it's just Childs and Gary. So he does Childs next, and as soon as Childs is turned to be human, he goes, Cut me loose, goddammit! Uh, and it cuts in the middle of his sentence, and he's got a flame torch on. And they do Gary's. And this is probably my favorite line in the movie. Gary is human, and he very calmly just says, I know you boys have been through a lot today, but if you could find the time, I'd rather not spend the rest of this winter tied to this fucking couch. <laughs> uh, so they let him off, and they go to visit Blair, and they said, that, you know what? It can't survive here. We're going to burn it down. We're going to keep it hot. So they decide that they're going to go around and basically burn the place down. You see Childs kind of run out to nowhere, uh, but Nalls and Gary... They're all throwing Molotov cocktails and burning everything because something cut the generator. They find out Blair has been building a spaceship Underneath and that he is definitely the thing now. Yep. So they go down to the generator room to light some dynamite that they're going to blow up the entire thing for. And Gary, uh, Blair, go ahead and just slips his fingers right in his face uh, and go ahead and assimilate him. Nalls goes off and we That's assume just gets taken because he goes off by himself. Now it's just McCready. All of a sudden, the floorboard starts splitting up. This giant monster like is coming tremors. for him. Yeah. Uh, so he takes a, a stick of dynamite that he lights, and the thing gets about 10 feet tall and it's sucks down. It, what, is the, what is that thing called that they have for TNT? The ignition. The ignition that they push down. It's yeah. like a very cartoony detonator yeah. box. That one. It takes it. So he can't blow up all the dynamite. So he takes one stick, and he lights it. 
you see the dog come out of the chest. You can see some of Blair. You can see some some like tentacles, some other thing from other planets. And he takes the dynamite, does this like acrobatic jump backwards out of the way, and has probably one of the best like f bombs f bombs I've ever heard. It makes some terrible noise, and he just looks at it and goes, "Yeah, well, fuck you too." And he throws it and blows up. Now, fades out, fades back. McCreed's got a bottle in his hand and a blanket around him. The whole, the whole is camp is blown up. Burning. And he's sitting there by himself. And who walks up but Childs? With frosted mustache. Where have you been? I went looking. I thought I saw something in the distance. I went out there. So they have a seat. It's very tense. And uh, McCready says, What do we do? Child says, What do we do now? Uh, how can we trust each other? And McCready says, Look, if we got any tricks, now's the time to do it. I don't think there's anything we could do about it. So he hands him the bottle. Childs takes a sip. McCready starts to laugh. And then Child starts to laugh. Boom, boom. And then fade to black. Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Just credits. Credits. That was a terrible summary, but it was pretty play by play. It was pretty succinct. Pretty play by play. The movie came out in June 25th of 1982, directed by John Carpenter, written by John W. Campbell. Screenplay by uh, Bill Lancaster. I, thought I was, was expecting another John. Mm-hmm. I know, yeah. right? um, it's part of John Carpenter's Apocalypse trilogy. Yeah. Uh, being this <laughs> was the middle and it's about the destruction of the individual being. I thought this was the first one. Whatever. I think this is the first one. Yeah, probably. And then <laughs> Whatever though. Because the only other two he did was Halloween in the Fog. Well, mm. no, okay, yeah. But uh, part of the, uh, dis- the Apocalypse trilogy that's yeah. In the Mouth of Madness Yep, where it's the absence of uh, God, God, mm-hmm. and uh, pretty much like evil's coming, and then there's Prince of Darkness. Yeah, and so he calls these movies uh, movies with inevitable evils. Yes, so nothing wow. anyone can do about it. Great kind of thing. Love that. Um, but yeah, you want to talk about? I forget. You want to talk about something else a little bit? About? Well, uh, just I, I want to give a, sh- a shout out to Rob Botine. I think that's here or Botine, how you say his name. He, he's the guy who did all the practical effects and makeup in the movie. Oh yeah. Like the story behind this kid coming out of nowhere is amazing. So he knew John Carpenter's DP who did Halloween and The Fog. And was a huge fan of, of Halloween. And this is still early in Carpenter's career. These are like his first films. Yeah. So all that had come out at this point is Halloween. Low budget. And his DP, who knew Rob at the time was 19, uh, was like, yeah, do you want to meet John Carpenter? And he was like, oh my God, of course. I, yes. He's the reason <laughs> I do make Like he's the reason I, I love movies and do makeup. So he brings him on set of The Fog as he's filming it. And he meets John. And he's like, you know, if you if you need makeup or any or monster or anything like that, like that's that's what I do. And uh, he goes, Rob, was it? And Rob's like, at this point, I thought he was going to say, get the hell off my set. But he goes, Rob, was it? He goes, yeah. He goes, can you be here at 7 a.m. tomorrow? He goes, yeah. He goes, here's what I need. This is what I want you to look like, blah, blah, blah. So he did one of the monsters in the fog. And during the fog, John Carpenter was talking to him about the thing. And he was like, I want you to be on this, blah, 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 blah. And he was like losing his mind, this 19-year-old yeah. kid, like his hero telling you, I want to be on this movie. So a couple years goes by and he just gets this call from John and he was like, we're doing the thing. And he's 22 at this point. And uh, this guy worked his ass off. He lived- To insanity. <laughs> yeah, well, he had to be checked into a hospital for exhaustion. John Carpenter forced him to check into a hospital for exhaustion. He lived on set for a year and a half. Oh, wow. And slept in his shop. And worked like 10 hour days to make this happen. There's stories about specific scenes I'll get into later about like 
nine hour setups for for the the stomach the the stomach scene Ugh. and stuff like that and how he did things and he pioneered a lot of the way people do things now on movies. Um, so I just thought it was such a cool thing that someone so young was just so hungry to do it and now he is considered to have made one of if not the best use of practical effects in a film ever. The, this film, I would definitely say, falls into the cult classic category. Yeah. Well, it was a flop when it first yeah. came yeah. out. Um, but it has gotten, like, huge popularity after its time. Uh, you know, marking upon, I think there was, like, a, a video, there's a video game, there's a board game we recently played on a stream. Yeah. Outpost um, 31. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the box. It says The Thing, and yeah. then it says The Outpost 31. I'm like, just call it The it's, Thing. It, was, uh, it didn't get 31. real big until about 10 years after its release, so yeah. like 92-ish. Um, hmm. Which has, you know, it's it's inspired a lot of filmmakers afterwards to try to utilize practical effects in X, Y, and Z. Um, and I think it's probably the bigger reasons why, like, anything that's thing-related that came afterwards that didn't use it kind of have fell into its shadow. Yeah. It was never able to stand out on its own two feet. Um, two legs and uh, yeah it's 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 been something that's kind of really I think come up a lot you know when it comes to monster movies like mm-hmm. I, I call this like it would be like a monster movie and I think it's, it's really cool and um, in, a, in a side tangent for all those Tarantino fans um, mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino uh, utilized unused parts of the soundtrack or the score from this from Ennio Morricone's uh, work and yeah. utilized mm. that in Hateful Eight yeah um, and you know Tarantino, when he accepted the award for Ennio Morricone uh, for the best score, the Academy Award, uh, he said he didn't call him like a composer. He just calls him a great musician. I think. Yeah. It's also yeah. one of the few films that John Carpenter didn't do his own music for. Yeah. Oh. Because he did his own for all, for all of those other ones. Yeah. Uh, I actually got to see him a year ago, two years ago for Halloween. A year ago? A year ago for Halloween with Adam Hannick as well. Got to see John Carpenter live. He's the coolest fucking dude in the world. Wow. Like when I'm his age, however he's like in his late 70s. Mm-hmm. I, I, he came out in sunglasses. He's got like a little ponytail, mustache, all white hair, uh, and just all black. And he came out, and the first thing he said, he goes, I'm John Carpenter, and I'm going to play you some songs from my movies. Here's my son, and here we go. Like, that was it. His son was playing piano with him, and like, it was a, wow. it was a blast. That's like, that awesome. show was so much fun. He played music, and scenes from all the movies would play behind him. And so That's cool. It was awesome. Um, but with that, I think we could probably get into favorite parts and we'll trickle in and sprinkle mm-hmm. in any like memorable moments that we can think of as sure. well. Do you want to start us off, Tom? Yeah. Uh, favorite parts. I think well, to me, the, the film, I call it a monster movie, but the heart of this film is a whodunit clue mystery. Hmm. Um, paranoia. Excuse me? It's paranoia. paranoia. Yeah. And I like the, you know, I, I love good, uh, mysteries. I love good. Like when they give me the enough hints of figuring out who it is. Um, but I think. In terms of intensity, as well as like a good hit of comedy too. It's not mm-hmm. like it cuts it too bad. It's just like how it came out to be is the editing of the 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 blowtorch test. Yeah, mm-hmm. where they get the blood and put in the petri dish and everything like that. It's it's really good. And then plus any scene, I have a huge bias with uh, uh, Goliath. What's his name? Goliath. Keith David. Keith David. Um, Childs. Childs. Oh, um, because I don't. Know, I, I think he's badass. He voices. Spawn. Yep. And uh he's, and like a thousand other things. Other characters too. And he just has an epic voice with it. Like that sequence too, and the cut with him going into there. It's also uh, the cat in Coraline. Oh. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. Oh. He's uh, also the arbiter in Halo. Yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. That's why that's why I like the arbiter. So he's done a lot? <laughs> he's done he's done okay. He's had an okay career. If you're hearing this right now, we want you on the show. Oh, yeah. uh, anyways, uh, but yeah, that's my favorite part. It's probably that. And then I think 
the blowtorch scenes? The blowtorch. Yeah. Cut the, me loose, goddammit. Yeah. Or any parts with McCready, too. But, you know, yeah. I'll let you guys go on. Ali? Prince of Boo Boo. Uh, I think a boo -boo. one of my favorite parts is... Uh, God, I just had it. What was it? I took yours? You might have <laughs> taken it. Skip me for now. Hold on. Okay, Kaylin? I when like... the dogs died, right? Oh. <laughs> I was like so viscerally offended. It yeah. like shook all the air out of my lungs. Uh, I liked the part where McCready comes back in from the cold and oh. is pissed as hell. Yeah. He's, he's just like, 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 like a stick of dynamite. And <laughs> he's like all shaken and a little like in his jacket and being like, motherfuckers might all be against me right now, yeah. but it's fine because I'm awake and I haven't slept in days, but it's fine. When he was like, when he's like, from now on, nobody leaves my sight. Yeah. He goes, you got to sleep it sometimes. Real slight, light sleeper, Charles. Because <laughs> even at that point, I I was questioning if it was McCready or not. Mm -hmm. But just just the sincerity of it was also making me be like, nah, he probably is human, but what if he's not? That's a huge Hitchcock move. They yep. would have killed him all. But Ali, you got yours back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the sort of like the high intensity of the Petri dish scene uh, was yeah. definitely ooh, ooh, ooh. up there um but i think my favorite part was uh was the the stomach opening up oh, okay and yeah like biting the arms off because i i was not expecting that to happen because really i was thrown off because he had like a heart attack or whatever and mm -hmm. i was like oh he's just like he just died yeah he's, he's like dying or whatever amidst it's like chaos amidst chaos or whatever um, so like the whole the theory behind that or that John Carpenter's talked about is that it replicated him to a point where it even got his weak heart. Yeah, yeah. And so um it in, which in was cool. And I, then just like that happening and then them trying to defeat it and the head peeling off and like growing eyeballs uh, and then spider legs. Oh, and, I have I have fun facts about that stomach scene. You as say well. fun, but do no, you it mean is. No, it fun? is fun. It is fun. It's so cool. How they how they shot it. So it was a a uh, hydraulic system. So for the mouth of the stomach. the way they shot it was from above, and it opened, and the actor would throw his arms down, and they cut, and then they would cut to another scene of just the close up of the stomach and the arms, and the arms are made from jello on the inside, with the veins being filled with uh, they're just plas the food, basically spaghetti, like, probably not the spaghetti. Just like a breakable food, like oh, baggies, oh. like that they, they used to mm. do oh. sausages oh. and yeah, filled yeah. it with blood. Uh -huh. uh, and the, the outside, they're they're perfect uh, replicas of his arms. So he had to do that it, down to the hair follicles. Wow! And the bone was made of marshmallow. Mm, so it delicious. shuts, and then he, he pulls his arm off, and then it cuts to him with his arms off, waving around. And what they did is they had an actor who was an amputee who got his arms lost in a industrial accident, mm -hmm. and they had a mask that they put over him. And it was so real style. that PAs and stuff were actually referring to him as the actor from from behind and stuff like oh. that. <laughs> uh, and so I just thought that was really interesting. And then they would that's how they did that scene. It was an actual guy with no arms that they put a mask on. Did they use like blood blood or not no. blood? There's no real blood used. It was just, all just curious. Stuff. Yeah. So wait, curious they didn't entirely. CGI the mustache off? No. <laughs> uh, and the fun thing, fun fact about the guy on his chest, they had to do a replica, a replica of his chest, and he's sitting under the table with his head out. Oh yeah, yeah. And it was they took a picture and they did it down to the exact hair pattern of his chest, so much so that the guy who played Doc and Norris were friends for like twenty years, and he thought it was really him on the table. <gasps> uh, and ran up and was like giving him a hard time. He was like, "Put your goddamn clothes on!" And then when he got closer, he was like. 
oh shit, it's fake. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry. I thought that was fun. So wait, that's awesome. That is fun. Yeah, still no CGI mustache. No CGI okay. mustache. Well, no. the, the, I think that's why, like, I appreciate that scene so much is because there's so much going on in it, mm-hmm. and it kind of goes back to, like, we. I think we've mentioned this before, like in Jurassic Park and stuff, where you have your limitations at the time, but that just made the filmmakers become that much more creative with with, mm-hmm. with the tools that they had. Yeah, yeah, and um, a lot of it's done in one take. At one shot, which, one or two because shots. they only had that, yeah. or else the entire prosthetic would be destroyed. Yeah. Yep. Did I ever talk to you guys about the horror short that I worked on? No, what? Horror? We should do a bonus episode on that on Patreon. Yeah, I, I was part of a um. Uh, I'll I'll just give a little little sneaky peek. Um, but yeah, I, I worked on something called Heliconius Errato, and it was it's about um, uh, this type of butterfly, and it was basically like these murderous women that capture a guy and kill him. And wow. we okay. had um, shout out to Joe Castro for the amazing special effects that he did. He did a like a full cast of this guy's head, and we ripped his jaw open. And wow, it's like, fun stuff. It's it really intense stuff. I, I think at the same time, I remember watching an interview with like Carpenter was really uh, influenced a lot by Romero. I don't recall because probably because Romero did a lot of that kind of stuff too, where it's like chopping people's heads off with shovels. And how to switch out actors for that or use chocolate instead yeah. for body parts. Yeah. So it's those kind of things where it's like, no CGI here, just fucking well, smart, like, crafty shooting. I yeah. thought yeah. it was interesting is like they, like early CGI, I consider stop motion. Mm. And yeah. Like they, like they a, film a, like a stop motion scene uh, for this, but it was like, nah, nah. Like a yep, nah. James Cameron uh, Terminator 1. Oh, because, yeah, because yeah. Carpenter didn't like how it moved. Yeah. He was like, I can tell. Yeah. I don't yeah. want it. Oh, uh, oh yeah. I brought CGI. that up for a reason. Uh, the I was gonna I brought that up because like watching this made me think of how nerve wracking it would be to shoot those scenes because you really like I was there for those tense moments where it's like you have one shot yeah. to do this or else because we don't be have <laughs> we don't have time we don't have budget we cannot do this again. Rob has a story about that where it, when his face explodes and there's like tentacles coming out mm. the first time he did it he loaded it too much and it like shot out like a, the Bellagio. And it was way too much <laughs> to Vegas. And he's like, all of a sudden I heard John go, cut. And he turned to me and he went, the hell happened, Rob? And he's like, well, let's do another one. And he was like, cool, cool. Sure, John. Um, it takes nine hours to set up. So and he was like, are you are you kidding me? He's like, we have to get it today because they were such a light budget and short like yep. time frame. Yep. Uh, so they did it. He set it up nine hours and the second take is the one you see. So, wow. uh, Josh, favorite parts? Well... Well, um, well, I love the couch um, tied to a couch uh, line only because yeah. it is just because of the favorite. way that he straight, 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 and then just fucking loses his shit. Yeah. <laughs> I know you gentlemen have been through a lot lately. Um, I love when Blair's losing his shit in like the control room. Uh, yeah. and <laughs> it, 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 it gets to a point where he just throws his gun at everybody. Yeah. <laughs> he shoots it until it's out. Yeah. Um, it ain't Fuchs. I do. I I know that there's a lot of um, uh, question about the end scene, but it's like there is. I love watching the end scene. Oh yeah, uh, we're gonna have a discussion about that. And Uh Childs, it's just it's simple, but I love it. Yeah, Yeah. but it leaves it open. Yeah, enough. Ooh, Um, also the the um, isn't it Swiss? The Swiss dudes. Yeah, they're when they go check out their Swedish. Yeah, Swedish. Swedish. That's right. When the Swedes calling them Swiss. No, he kept calling the Norwegians. Yeah, oh. and he's like, "There's, there's Swedes." Or yeah. Something. Oh, well, <laughs> the wrong thing. When they go great. to that base camp, yeah, uh, that was also a really neat thing because you like kind of see 
there's deja vu moments later on. Deja oh, yeah. vu. De- deja vu. So you, yeah, I was gonna say, like, so you would say the first like outpost is de- it is foreshadow that one. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. the axe yes. in the door. Yeah. And stuff like that where you're like, but uh, this is gonna it's gonna fire come up later. Everywhere. Corey, your favorite? Oh man. Well, the introduction to McCready is pretty amazing because yeah. within those like 10, 15 seconds, you understand that character at a fundamental level. Mm-hmm. He's smart. He's kind of a loner. He's got his own shack, right? Mm-hmm. He's also <laughs> likes being in charge of the sense of like, you cheating bitch. Like that, you know everything you need to know about him. He's cool as fuck. Uh, I thought that was a great introduction to a character. Um, of course, I love uh, like like you, the cow. I mean, the the blood test scene is phenomenal. Yeah. I think that's a perfect, yeah. well constructed scene. Mm-hmm. The timing, the editing, everything. Um, I really love. I love the moment when the guy blows himself up with a grenade. <laughs> In the beginning, oh, he's yeah. like, "Oh, and you're like, fuck. oh, that's happening." Oh. That the look he has on his face, and I think he probably cusses in Swedish, but oh fuck, and he's just like digging through the snow trying to find it. Um. I mean, any time you get to see the practical effects, the moment where uh, there's a little moment in the beginning where Palmer says, shit, I'll fly you over there. And the guy immediately goes, I don't want to fly with you. And he goes, thanks for thinking about it, though. Uh, that line always gets me. Uh, but yeah, Keith Davis is amazing. Kurt Russell. I mean, the whole cast is great. I, I, I do want to do a quick shot. I think something of my favorite part is actually just watching like the overall camera work. On the film, yeah. hmm. like it's a lot of one shots. It's a lot of one shots, but it takes a lot of time, and it's something that I think I appreciate more with the genre that we're talking about, since it's the Halloweeny month. Um, uh, it's particularly that jump scares aren't the end of a scene; they're the beginning of a sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a lot of like modern, there's not a whole lot of them yeah. either. Well, a lot of mm-hmm. modern films they rely like here's this thing that you saw in the trailer, and then jump scare, and then it's just like. Ah, and then it cuts to the next thing. It's like, well, you're just, it's just kind of like, it's almost just like a tease. It's kind of like a very cheap, like, release of like tension that you're building up versus like, oh, fuck, here it goes. Like, happening. Oh, happening yeah. Every, time. You're saying every time the jump scare happens, it actually starts. Something. Yeah. Like, so one example would be like, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger, when he jumps out, he's chasing you. Yeah. And you just jump out and like, oh, well, that's it. That's all we're going to see of him. Cause that's what now newer horror film directors do. They work up to that moment fake you out and then do a scare and then it ends. Yep. Then nothing's scary after that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But this is like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen? It's like shit hits the fan. Um, I mean, the practicals I think is great, but to me, like in terms of like what made the practicals great for me is kind of like that huge moment of like seeing the T-Rex. Yeah. You know, seeing the big monster at the very end because it's kind of like, <laughs> I want to see what this thing real form is. And obviously we never see its real form. Right. Because it may not have one. Um, But just getting that release of like, oh, this is the the magnum opus big daddy of of, of yeah. what this is i uh so. another one of my favorite parts too it, and it still scares me even though it's one of my favorite movies it like still gives me the creeps mm-hmm. is bennings turning with his hands and then oh, like, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah that's oh, cool. i love that Very yeah no it's my favorite part like it's still it's still i love seeing seeing him get assimilated like in a corner of the room yeah oh with all the like, like little where windows yeah. like drops the keys and everything and he's yeah. like what the monster i was like okay yeah when it's um, when it's from under the sheet and it like wraps around him and it's like starting to pull him in, uh, but that that's that the sound they used for that yeah. is phenomenal. I and tried way- to find like I couldn't find. I s- scoured the internet to try to find like anybody breaking down that sound. Yeah, and nobody. They it was all articles about the newer version. I was like, yep. you s- no. Yeah, 
Uh, but it's a perfect moment with the reveal of his hands and then that sound yeah. coming afterwards. And that actor just had this like blank Dead look on his face. Like, oh, yeah. It was probably just uh, Steven Spielberg's T-Rex reversed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, does that bring us One to... Thing, oh, uh, I had another. Oh. Well, I was going to... Both of you guys, go. <laughs> Um, I was going to say that one thing I really appreciated was were the character interactions, like from the beginning, um, even before the thing happens, you know, like they make the comment about him finally getting to use his gun or whatever, yeah. you know, and like there's chemistry wanting, through the whole. Yeah. It's well, like, wait, so cast. they didn't have to do an origin film for each character. In order to do <laughs> well, wow. Well, I think, I think I what, would it, watch what it, it is, it's, it's setting up the, film. like the dynamic between the characters before you see it like amplify later uh, on, yeah. you know, and, they and they're all un- very unique characters as well. Right. Um, the, like, uh, it's good writing. another really good scene is, is, uh, Bennings, I think, mm-hmm. um, going up to, uh, Childs's, not Childs's. Uh, uh who? It depends uh, who you're talking yeah. about. The chef. The chef. Nulls. Nulls. Yeah. Oh, the radio? Turn that crap so down? You, I'm trying to get some you, sleep. Right. And he, and he like pretends to, to turn it down and like, down, but it doesn't. Takes him out. But then like immediately after that is like, it like pans out to like the dog, the hallway first. Mm-hmm. And it's like kind of quieter. And then it goes to like the rec room that's completely empty. And it's like one of those things where you realize it's like, they're completely alone here. Yeah. So they're like each other's comfort and possible like worst enemy. Yeah. And that's where. Like you, you see that cabin well, fever. It's like, you see it's that like amp up during the, the second fear, I love that the fear that this plays on is something that a lot of movies for me don't. And like I always, you find comfort in numbers. Like humans are, are pack animals in a sense. Yeah. We find comfort in numbers, but it's attacking the one thing we find comfort in. Right. It's like, well, actually you might be safer alone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's cool that you say that about fear is like, um, I was watching this video that it was breaking down the fear aspects of the movie. Oh yeah. And it, it's kind of interesting that it, Plays on a the lot of thing, fears. It plays on a lot of fears, spiders, um, slithery like snake kind of things. Ugh. Not being the able darkness, to find the pattern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, paranoia is a, a big one. Claustrophobia. Yeah. Um, but the other favorite part that I thought about is when they go check on Blair and he's just out there in the in the in the hut and in he's just like ground. and he's just kind of like I'm much better now. Yeah. I'd like, I, I'd like, like an, to come back and in and you're noose, like, sure, sure. Right next right sure, you're them. much better. Yeah. <laughs> Which there's a lot of symbolism with that. You look at him through a small box. There's a noose between him. and it's, It reminds me of that good scene in um, um, The Sixth Sense where the girl's under the oh. thing and she's like, I'm much better now. Oh, and she God. throws up and I was like. That scared the shit out of me when I first saw that, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> it scared everyone as a yeah. kid when we all saw that. That movie freaked me out. Anyway. But yeah, my theory behind that though is that he was trying to kill himself because he knew he'd been infected and it. Took him over before. It took finish. him over before. Makes sense. Aww. Which poor buddy. Well, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna stop yeah. you, Ali. Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna say. Which also brings to a good point of like, this film has a lot of theories. Yeah. I know some theories are stronger built than other ones. Corey. Yes. Talking about you. <laughs> Me. So before you shut all the other co- theories down, I'm just saying. I'm not gonna shut anything down. You have when we talked about it in in casualness. Um, oh, but, yeah, because you asked me questions. No, I didn't. I'm I just said that there are other theories, and you're like, well, that one doesn't make any sense. I'm like, okay. Well, I'm going to debate it. Yeah, well, that's what I'm we do. Saying. So, but my <laughs> I'm going to find thing, holes in it for you. My thing is that this film has sparked a lot of conversation. It's, you know, like it was the inception before inception. Yeah. You know, like where it's like, what happened? What's going on? How can you tell? What really happened here? It has those moments, but never really like plot hole feels. Yeah. Like mm, those yeah. are, there are differences between discussions and plot hole conversations. You have to yeah. watch it. Watch it. Watch it. Walt watches grape juice yeah. multiple yeah. times before um, you watch it. You have to watch it many <laughs> times, so you can kind of like 
so you can explore every theory kind of in a way where yeah. it's like, okay, at the end, it's like, okay, is it McCready? One more time. Okay, it's Childs. Uh, one more one time. More time. Okay, oh, this is a hint. This is a, this it's is this. It's, it's neither of them. It's, it's one I think he's just showing that like also on a broader sense, like kind of what I was referring to before where it's, it's sort of like, you know, we're pack animals and all that stuff. We find comforts and security in each other. But at that, at that last scene, it's like, well, one of them is most definitely the thing. And now man is the warmest place to hide. Well, now the man, <laughs> now there's oh. one man left. Yeah. And he's all alone. Yep. I, I mean, in all honesty, like all the things were all the different types of fears that are present in that. The only one that really strikes me, yeah, spiders like give me like a jump scare, but I'm like, I'm you're dead. My shoe, meet the spider. But like the <laughs> number one, it's a really but big there are some spider. people who have arachnophobia. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, but yeah. um I think the big one that gets mm. to me, if we can all want if we want to share round robin of like what fear of the the thing works on us the most, it's to me it's the there is no help coming. Yeah. Like all uh, the ways to get out, destroyed. Like this Any is the way to get in, gone. Like this is it. You're done. Like it's it, what I loved about it. It did what Alien did in space. Or no one could hear you scream. Yeah. On Earth, it yeah. brought the evil to Earth. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. And the closest well, thing that was to you just got destroyed. Yeah. Because yeah. they I kind love. of they potentially could have a chance if potentially. Yeah. yeah. John me, Carpenter actually used Alien as an example of how he didn't want his monster to look. He was like, huh? I love Alien. Yeah. And I love the feeling. He's like, but at the end of the day, that's a man in a suit. Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. Very, Very important to me. Charles Geiger. To yep. me, it's uh, the the loss of control. Loss of control. So, like, you don't control your own body no more? Right. Or no the mo? situation. Because you're like, we're adults, we're professionals. We should be able to gain control of the situation. But now something has come that's so messed up. It's so alien and so foreign and so yeah. chaotic that there's no hope. I mean, when you're taken over by a... When you're taken over by a... When you're assimilated, you dead. <laughs> yeah. Like you dead. Yeah, it takes over your gone. consciousness. You've like you're gone. you're done. Then that's yeah. destruction yeah, of the individual. Yeah. That's like his main yeah. theme. And you know, McCree talks about this. Like, but you're still alive. That's the thing, is your body is still I know alive, I'm but you're still me. Hmm. Yeah, I, hmm. I know I'm still me. Interesting. Well, that's what McCready says. He's like, I know I'm I'm human. <laughs> and then he's like, and if any guys were too, you guys will all kill me. So there, yeah, there must be humans. Yeah, I like that scene a lot. So wait, that's wait, his chest brain. Yeah. So wait, Caitlin, do you what's one scare that like worked on you the most? Was it the gore, the arachnophobia. Actually, neither of those. Um, it was Blair in the shack. His calmness. Uh, Being calm mm. makes me so unsettled. I'm much better now. I'd like to come Let in. Let me go and write that yeah. out. Yeah. And, and like that, the Blair in the mean? shack and Childs <laughs> and McCready at the end. Yeah. Where it's like, you basically the feeling of I've already won and you don't know how. Yeah. That's what I don't like. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, yeah. That's, so that's like my scare. It's like they, they know, but I don't know. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's cool. That scares the shit out of me. Josh, baby. Josh, baby. baby. See, I did the other way around. Um, Delicious Josh. I think, it, I think maybe it might be related to that. It's the, the unknowing. It's, it, of course, you can develop tests to try to figure out who's the thing. But the thing, I feel like this is creature is incredibly smart. Yeah. Too, it's figured out. It's like some say that it's still possible it's, that McCready could be it because it has assimilated the knowledge of humans. Yeah. And it's able to kind of like, that's fucked up, man. I mean, it's just like <laughs> you, you're like, okay, we got this test, but what if? Like, I don't know. It's it's that you really, you think you know. Yeah. 
but, but you, you never really know. You well, never that, really know. That's following the thing of that, like he didn't, uh, Carpenter didn't want there to be a pattern that you could recognize. Yeah. So the whole time you're like, okay, we're picking up a pattern, but are we actually picking up a pattern? Because no. this thing has also assimilated other alien life forms. Like, what also if it's... remember, McCready lost the chess game. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, tech, did he? Yeah. Or did he win by destroying the computer? Right. Ah. Yeah. See. <laughs> uh, but like yeah, I know exactly like it's that like there are there isn't really like they wrote an ending with that with where they explained who it was and when it got to the day they were like all right John time to shoot it and he's like I'm not shooting that <laughs> and then and, <laughs> and John has said that and they never jo- put it in oh John you know we're or they happy. shot it and he was like in editing they're like should we put it in for this test audience he's like never put that on my film ever wow uh, but John has said like there is the thing amongst us too but he has not said I don't think he ever will no he never he never will he's gonna die. And like of course, peacefully and say Rosebud. And then just, just of, course, <laughs> of course, Kurt Russell and Keith David have both been like, it ain't me. But that's what the thing them. says. Yeah. That's so much worse. Exactly. Is there a fear that works upon you the most? It It is that like... Um, the spiders? Yeah, it's spiders. <laughs> uh, no, for me, like I'm, I'm a very, like I, I have like my fa- my friends are my family kind of thing and they, I trust them a lot. And like that scares me, like being like, I can't trust you anymore. Yeah. Like I, I can't trust any of you. Uh, Tom doesn't have that, but uh, trust makes you weak. Uh, <laughs> but but for me, like I I when I make big decisions, I confide in friends and I talk through and da 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 da. And I wouldn't be able to do any of that. Um, so that like paranoia really gets to me. Like it makes my skin crawl. I also do have a fear yeah. that if I get assimilated, I will just leave my dirty drawers in someone's garbage. Yeah. What? In the kitchen. Why is that a problem? That, happens. that oh. happens in the movie. Oh. People's just dirty underwear just shows up. I, Long John's just show up in the kitchen. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I just thought that that was a thing that you'd done drunkenly at a party or something. Possibly. No. Probably. Not yes. yet. Not, Not yet. yet. Uh, but yeah, yes. for me, it's, 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 the, it's the paranoia because that, that would drive me fucking crazy. Ugh. Like insane. But with friends, yeah. who's your favorite character? It's McCready. McCready. All who's day. your sa- who's favorite side character? Uh, favorite side character is oh. either Childs or uh, yeah, Nulls. I was gonna say, do you like Windows? I love Windows. I Actually, I do like, love really Windows. Like Windows yeah, okay, I'll say Windows. It's either Child or Windows. Windows is great. When he just goes to grab a shotgun, he's like, "Fuck this! <laughs> I'm getting a shotgun. I'm done." And then Windows and Mac. Creedy work together. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. Uh, um, it reminds me of Radar from MASH, and I like that. Oh, nice. Aww. Yeah. yeah. Uh, McCready, he's the fucking dope dude. So, I mean, obviously. He was written that way. Um, But I really like Childs, too. He's written as a, he, like, the badass hero. But uh, I like, um, get me out of this damn shit. Gary. Yeah, Gary. I do like, he has that really nice moment where he's like, but if none of you Trust think me. I should be in charge, then I won't be. And I was yeah. like, that's good leadership. Yeah. That's really good <laughs> leadership. Reason, I imagine him, I see why they put you in charge. For some reason, I imagine him like he just show up on an episode of Matlock or something like that. I'm like, oh, he's, he's really nice. Yeah. I don't want him to die. Oh, so. he's so nice. He's probably got my favorite line in the um, movie. Um, yeah. I would say, I'm just going to say an asterisk. It's probably always going to be McCready. Uh-huh. But if uh-huh. I had to pick a, I'm just going to pick a side character. I love Palmer. He just cracks Palmer. me up. Yeah. Thanks for thinking about it though. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. The other pilot. Yeah. He's so sarcastic and whatnot. I love it. Yeah. And like second would be Clark. I love the dog guy. I'm oh. sad that he kind of loses oh. it. Oh, no. Clark. I was like, he needs to die real quick. No. I, saw <laughs> him, I was like, he tried to kill McCready. 
Yeah. Well, there's only two bearded men that can dogs, live. Dogs, though, or one bearded man that can live. Creedy didn't do anything to the dogs. I know. But. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, uh, I do like McCready because, of course, I like McCready. Is everyone say McCready? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Well, I think so. Side, side character, though. Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this counts, but the dog. The dog. Yeah, that counts. <laughs> but well, the, the, I have the a fun thing. story about the dog. Remind me later. So I the actor. Will. Yeah. So wait. So you like the thing? Yeah, I like the thing. Yeah, that's which fair. form? The dog form. Yeah, specifically the dog form. My favorite thing. I was going to say the movie, the but yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, dog, dog, dog. Ollie, Ollie, oxen. Uh, mine is also Palmer. Oh. He's just, just hilarious. Hilarious. I just and love when funny he puts the and... lighter and he like flips him off <laughs> with the lighters. <laughs> and he's got the giant blunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then Charles just like puts his hand out. It's like, give me that yep, shit. Yep. It's like, yep. That's how it would be. Sharing is caring. I there's do... also that like, there's that line where he's got uh, where someone's like it's too early for people to go crazy and they were like well look at Palmer he's been like this since the day we got here it's totally possible <laughs> I, I'd i really do I mean all of the characters have something to like I think there, there, there is that what you were talking about Ollie there is this um, I can't think of the word it's a good word um what, chemistry, I, like we we mentioned oh, it sure. earlier, yeah, but it's yeah. like all the characters have first. all the characters have something to add to the scenario, and they are they they have well, to be able to get along and get yeah they're in yeah. the middle of nowhere. It's not like a it's not like a teeny bopper slasher film where they're like five kids that don't know each other. I have not heard get, the word teeny bopper. You've never heard in a long, long really? time. Oh, I since I was say. called one, like when I was eleven. Where I'm like, <laughs> it's like these characters are fake. They don't care about each other. Whatever, but like. In the thing, yeah. it's like these are like there's a lot of history that you learn very quickly between them. Yeah. Well, the cool thing too by observation is kind of like with McCready being in his own shack, like yeah. he's isolated from them. Yeah, everyone has their own like relationship with each other, but then they all see McCready differently. And the thing is that Palmer, he's like a pilot too, but why doesn't he have his own shack? Yeah, he shares it with Childs, and so there is like a lot of inferred like there's a dynamic between each person. Mm. Yeah. Um, but then McCready doesn't have to share that same camaraderie. Yeah, and then it's, that, it's like, inferred that like Clark as well is kind of a loner and shares more in common with the animals. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there are things like those Clark. where it's like you only have to show one frame instead of be like, "I'm the kennel keeper and <laughs> I prefer animals." Like, ah, oh, shut the. F- you just yeah. see him as like, soon as he sees that first dog, and yeah. he's like petting him. He's like, "You okay?" Every someone got shot, and he's concerned about he's the dog. Dog. Yeah. That like would be aspect. me. Uh, sorry. 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 That's all. Sorry. Sorry. How long I'm sorry. 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 Um, I like the aspect of like ten, ten angry men. Mm-hmm. Or like, I made me eight, think of yeah. like, yeah, hateful eight, of course, but um, like ten little Indians, which hateful eight is kind of. Anyway, I just that's I just really love the ten little indigenous people, <laughs> <laughs> and all of them were men. Yeah. So, anyway, just like him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does that get us to Tom's favorite part? To qualms. Quim quams. DJ qualms. Doctor gripes. Make this outpost on fire. Too late. Um. Qualms? Do we do we dare say qualms? Yeah. Um, I don't like how they I killed hated the dog. This movie's face. Okay. Um, I don't like that. I. It's in the book. Is, I think they this had is to. Well, me, I don't like how they did that in the book either. Then talk to the guy to who me, wrote it in 1936. Hey, guy. In 1936. I don't like how you killed that dog that one time in that book. When time when history repeats when, itself, when it, and you re- find this. Yeah, when you find this, <laughs> don't kill that dog. Yeah. You know what All you right? should do. Yeah, you should make an organization that's there to protect animal rights, and then you know, it's, uh, you know, you can use an acronym like P E T A or some shit. Actually, yeah, they yeah, kill yeah. more animals than anyone. But yeah, but they're the ones that just get pissy about yeah. art. Yeah, 
I bet they got fair. pissy about the dog being squirted with whatever was being squirted. But it was probably, th- those were all probably fake dogs, too. No, the one no. that was like actually um, alive. It was probably Jello. It was probably Num Nums. You have to think of the happy things. But he really looked like he didn't <laughs> want to be sprayed by it. That's fair. That's fair. Probably yeah. cold, cold Num Nums. Um, I, I was not a big fan of that either. Uh, <laughs> if, I, if I'm pulling, if I'm reaching for something that no I No dogs I are harmed in like, making this film. Uh, Good. It's kind of actually a, sim- a similar qualm I have with Tombstone. Mm-hmm. Is that they don't have subtitles when the Norwegians are talking, mm. and I just wish. Well, I and then you're not supposed to know. You're not supposed. Yeah. Because like, it would spoil the whole movie. If he, but if he said something like, "No," they would have said like, "Because I think no, he, at one point he's yelling at him like it's an alien, it's an alien," or, or what he like would that. say like, "I need the dog, give me the dog," you know, like dumb shit. You know? But he doesn't like, want the dog; he wants to kill it. Yeah, he wouldn't well, say, "Give me the dog." And, and, He'd be like, "Get away from it." And the reason, but they, we're inferring what he could have said. But it would ruin he it. Said anything it doesn't matter if it's ruined for them because. The crew, the crew that we know at the American crew would be Don't like, shit. what the fuck is he talking about? It doesn't matter. But us as the audience, it would be ruined for yeah. us. Yeah. It would be, it would actually be comedic then, right? Because then we would know and then they don't. They wouldn't know. That's yeah. That, that's that, how that works. But when that's, we the, have the, more that's the drama of this movie yeah. and the, the unfolding. Drama. The drama is we even Shout as the, the audience find out are left them. questioning. Yeah, we're with of like We're part of the outpost. Yeah. So we are even part of the story. He didn't say it was a reach. Yeah. He did say we so are. you don't have to shit on my qualms, Josh. They're saying that you might. We're just having. Thing. We have a counterpoint, is, is all. No, I'm just kidding. Counterpoint. I, I thought that, we were having a discussion. I know. Here. I know that gets on your nerves <laughs> yeah. all the time. Though. And I'm like, okay, Josh, you want to do this? Well, what's your qualm? But no. Um, I mean, you could have had him say anything. Yeah. Say, don't go near the dog. Then we're like, oh, what the fuck's wrong with the dog? Could have been like, it's too cute. I'm gonna kill all of you if you don't give me the dog. Anything. And then like, if that's one thing. Um, Screaming I, the only English that, words they do. Dog. Said, no. No dog. I would have no. said. That would have only worked go, dog, if go. they were speaking English. Yeah. Because I don't think if they're speaking Norwegian, unless the characters knew Norwegian, I think it was better for them to think that maybe it's just some crazy guy that, like, what's he babbling about? Like, he, we don't know. Well, I guess know? we could skip qualms then. The one time. Oh, yeah. Um, because there really isn't any for me. But yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's why I'm like, I don't think anyone else is going to have Mark the date. It's October yeah. 15th, no, uh, they will. 2018. No. <laughs> I didn't have any for Night of Who's Christmas. next? I don't have any qualms. They would be like, they'd be qualms in terms of the dogs because I'm such a dog lover that mm-hmm. it's like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like, it's really, it's, Part of, yeah. that's pulling. It's like, yeah. I don't have any qualms. I mean, I've watched it a few times in the past few weeks and I'm like, yep, I really like the movie. Uh, the first time I remember being um, a little frustrated with not being able to keep track of where characters have been mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like certain things so your own mental that map. bothered yeah my own mental map of it but then when you watch well, it more times you, you should you're able to follow then I knew exactly I would just say that yeah. you take a piece of paper and you write it then <laughs> and I would say with the dog thing I'm kidding Tom <laughs> so uh, we can discuss things but if it's towards him <laughs> then we can't then we, we can't, can't. We can't. Okay, when I say cool. I'm reaching I'm like okay well never mind and then the other you can question ours but we can't question yours I know it's nitpicky but like um nitpick away him like building that spaceship, spaceship underground. Oh yeah, <laughs> we had like oh, an wait. hour long conversation we, we talked about this. It wasn't like, it mainly about oh, the fact God, that there yes. was a human I, I, a human desk was down was there, and you're like, why and, would like, you use a desk if it wasn't? Well, I don't like I, that's the thing where it's like you're not supposed to know to what degree he got assimilated or whatever. But then the time frame didn't seem like something like that would be possible for a human to do, but. Anyways, Maybe but that's had, just like a small yeah. thing that ultimately doesn't matter. 
And it's just there to show you that, like, oh, this is okay. But so I did he love was the, the thing. The conversation that we had about that, yeah. we we're like, well, what if? I was like, who helped him <laughs> bring down the desk? Well, he's well, super strong. Well, the thing is, he's well, in the human body. I think this, it's connected downstairs where there's would have had to piles assemble of the desks desk down there. I forget. When we no, were, there's piles of them down there. I forget. Piles when we, of desks yeah. and chairs. When we yeah. mentioned he this, he just grabbed one. It was like, I'm an alien. I'm super strong. This is the. This is the. We're gonna draw the line there. Yeah. Sequence of like, well, Superman doesn't do that power. Oh, there's a mouse doing ballet, but I don't think it could jump that high. <laughs> one of those, like, okay, this thing could become anything, and we're gonna be. Like, I don't know. I don't think it could yeah. work that fast. It's not that efficient. I've seen its workflow. And- <laughs> <laughs> there was no chair. It was you a know? real slacker. Most when of the I time, it doesn't the, even know what it is that it, that it is itself. I think it always then, knows what it is. It always yeah. knows it needs to survive. Super intelligent. Yeah, but Caitlin, I would just clams. <laughs> I don't know what to qualm about. I don't know what to qualm. Do about. you even? Qualm, bro? I don't, qualm, bro? man. I don't qualm because I normally like the movie. Well, yeah. well I, I mean, it's okay to like you can watch. You can watch something. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna blow your mind right now. You can watch something uh-huh. mm-hmm. and like it. Yeah, and not have qualms. I know that I'm breaking the mold right now. Oh my god! I'm trying out of the house. Get out of here. Okay. Lee. Um, that is radical. <laughs> uh, I, I just can't really think of anything. Uh, I, no, I think same, if I'm to guess, I think it's that she didn't really like the movie, but she doesn't know specifically. Like, why? Yeah. yeah. Like, spe- like qualm qualms, right? Yeah, I can't think of anything that I can pick apart so far as like how it was executed or like, like I like the music. I like how the characters were developed. Um, I, I can't think of any reason why I would be like, well, that sucked. Like... <laughs> Other than uh, horror is just not my genre. Yeah. I was I will say there's also like a, this is a kind of a dumb qualm, I think, because it's kind of like it's part of the time frame. And to me, it actually makes it funny when it's not yeah. supposed to be funny is the assimilation dem- dem- uh, demo. Yeah. Oh, when you see the cells. <laughs> the doing computer the screen. But then like, this computer yeah. screen is super <laughs> dramatic. It's, it's like dramatic. in 72 hours, dot, dot, dot. I'm like, bitch, who taught you how to be like this? What program like, who figured this out? programmed you to be so fucking dramatic? But um, what, what program figured that out? Whatever. It's, it's, it's Minesweeper. New. No one knows how to use it, okay? It's Assimilation um, 2.1.2. It's Plague Inc., the game on yeah. iOS, yeah. but before I was on iOS. It's, um, a, it's a scientific research a couple, facility. They might have something studying cells. They had microscopes and shit like yeah. that. So uh, maybe think, like... And it, it may be a, they may be studying infections and stuff like Maybe, that in the yeah. cold and stuff. Sure, so sure, the sure. Uh, the only way, and I was going to say that, how would you change your your thing? How would yeah. you change your dog thing? But the only way you would change my thing with the computer thing is if Blair said it out loud, which makes it just as bad. Yeah, because if he's like, oh, it was my God, what's going to happen? Oh, shut right, up! It'll, it would have been like exposition me. I yeah, would have made it a cave. <laughs> that he somehow like he found his way out, mm-hmm. and then they're, he's building it in a cave. Like with with scraps and there's no desk, so they follow the tunnel even <laughs> no more. Desk. That's what he's doing though. He's building with scraps. He just brought it. Yeah, but up. just yeah, it was just he the built a cave. Um, but but I don't he, that he just looked at me. <laughs> he built the cave. Death. He did with such Death's like care. he dug it, and there's you can see he dug it down into the generator. Yeah, room yeah. Too. yeah. <laughs> to be fair, couldn't he detach parts of his body and build more of himself too? I don't. I don't know. Think that's I don't think he can detach works. parts. Of no. Itself. Because uh, those it's different still things one be creature different and things. then it takes over. It's like or... it's like a lizard's tail. Like if it gets uh, pulled off, yeah. okay. and then it's just dead. Yeah. I think the other small thing that I had with it, and, and one of the reasons I don't love, or sorry, starfish would be more horror, because like it, it can just grow horror films. Yep, is uh, it did it wasn't um, devoid of like horror tropes of like characters doing stupid things. 
and characters making weird decisions. Um, like for me, Windows leaving him in the in the storage room to go tell people or whatever and come back, only to find him missing. Like I, I don't feel like he would have done that. I feel like he would have grabbed something to kill it immediately, or or I mean, he's a whistle the whole thing. Yeah, but I don't know. Like those were the things where I was like, okay, like. Where then I've you have like Saving Private Ryan, and then some guy who's in a war gets killed by what letting the guy shoot him. Things like I think yeah. those kind of things like just, it, to I me mean, that's a character. And fault. that's right, and that's not, um, and that's not necessarily like something that I would knock it for. It's just yeah. one of those things that you know that I noticed if I'm digging. I'm like, okay, that's something that like, you know, you're watching a movie, you're immersed, but then every now and again you get pulled out for well, like these little things. Then you could say that like, you know he might have got assimilated with the thing if he stayed in the room. Windows, yeah. yeah. What yeah, I mean? if he stayed there and tried to kill it, he could have just gotten killed by himself. But that, that would have been a character flaw that I would accept, though, because his first like response his, would be he's, to try he's to always kill it. been a wuss. Even when Blair that's true attacks, he freezes and just kind of goes into the fetal position. Yeah, that's mm. true. So I, I feel like it would be out of character. Or like for him close to the door or something, you know, like so we can get a, out the window. Couple, <laughs> it's still left well, out the window. <laughs> that would have been okay because it did. Like, but did the door was the open. Oh, he did. Yeah, but it went out the went out the window. <laughs> just the character doing it would have been like okay yeah. at least he thought to do it right you know? fair enough at close least he did something uh, so uh, for Ollie's outpost 31 please close the door behind you yes <laughs> that's <laughs> them's the rules turn off the lights them's the rules them's yeah. the rules um, also fun fact I think of the movie that the people actually on outpost 31 watch this movie every first day of winter yeah nice the, whatever, whatever the equivalent the real equivalent to 31 is but yeah. no I think uh, it's literally is it I think it's literally called outpost they 31 they watch this the original, this, the prequel, and one other movie I forget, but uh, huh. Boogie Nights. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that makes complete sense. That's it. Uh, are we are we cool with the qualms? You don't want to know my to... qualms? You don't have no. any. Okay. <laughs> what are they, Corey? What qualms? Well, if I didn't have any, no one was gonna have it's any. It's too short. Oh my god. Uh. Oh god. <laughs> wow no it's just oh. the right amount of length yeah it is it's perfect it feels real good I would have no, loved uh, a 20 minute sequence inside the alien vessel yeah where he like built the desk his- and <laughs> <laughs> no 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 he goes in there they're like there's a room that's just dedicated to like Desks. crafts making, oh. like like a carpentry. No, you are yeah, like, great. oh my god, they're master desk makers. <laughs> we better watch out for this. <laughs> be, no, Let be, them assimilate. We'll make a fortune. <laughs> here comes IKEA. Yeah. Oh no, that's the real truth. No, they're Norwegians. They're Norwegians. <laughs> but it'd be cool if it was like all Matt like keeps calling them Swedes. <laughs> biomechanical monstrous things. And there's like a fucking like kitty art table. It's like holy shit. <laughs> this is called the fear. <laughs> God damn! Uh, I'm actually so, a little bit terrified to go to that giant IKEA now. In, in it's Burbank. supposed to be the world's largest. The yeah, yeah. does that mean like, it's the largest infestation? Because yeah. I'm thinking so. You go up and you're like, "Excuse me, I need help normal. finding a desk," and he's like, "A desk." <laughs> 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 it's right over here. The fear. <laughs> There's probably flamethrowers there, so it's fine. Yeah. Hey, um, it, it was perfectly fine. There's nothing to worry don't about. Don't you dare. What's wrong, Caitlin? It's not Fuchs. Y'all, What's I wrong? will mess you up. <laughs> I'm feeling much better you know, now. You, the, moment <laughs> t- the moment you touch us, you're so It ain't Fuchs. <laughs> it ain't <laughs> Fuchs. Um, so that moves Keep on to... Keep an eye on Clark. To <laughs> I love rate. Clark. Rating. Rate. So one out of five. Corey and I don't have any votes on us, so we go first. I'll go because this is your movie. <laughs> uh, mine's five. Yeah. For this is a horror sci-fi who done it 
scary mystery thing and i love it. it it's i don't i wouldn't change it for anything um and that's i'm like if i'm not gonna have any qualms no one's gonna have any qualms. yeah but uh ali has to have problems with tables for some reason <laughs> that's why we don't have one <laughs> no, in the middle of the room ta- desk. Desk. minus desk. point one desk. for every desk um, <laughs> <laughs> for every goddamn of desk. It's not well, gonna be much. Best free it's not gonna be much, Corey. Freeze frame and count every damn Negative one. Three. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, yeah, I love this, and I wouldn't change it. And there's a lot of good things that I think current filmmakers need to learn from this. Mm-hmm. I think this should be in the like filmmakers' handbook of like uh, uh, just a good, well-written horror film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Corey. Uh, five, obviously. Five. Wow, I'm so shocked by this five new information. Five and a half if I can do it. Uh, for me, this is, this is uh, in my eyes, to me, a perfect film. It's got great talent, great writing, great directing. The Like I said, the practical effects to this day amaze me more than anything I've seen in film. The score is phenomenal. Like The score guides you through this film so beautifully, exactly how you should be feeling, the right themes, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, perfect film. Yeah. Did you say that about... Fellowship of the Ring? Yeah, I did. So which one's better? Uh, they're different. Okay. <laughs> you can't compare those. This is my favorite horror film of all time. Um, perfect but different. Yeah, perfectly Interesting. different. Interesting. Uh, so yeah, a, a five. It's it. I don't think there's a, a single thing down to minute details that I would change about this film. M- more mullets. Uh, just one. Uh, Josh has two. You have two. Caitlin has, has one. Has one. So I'll, I guessed wrong. I have two scores. Again? Okay. What? Again. Right. I have the one that I wrote down in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Which is? 4.6. Okay. And your second one is? 4.9. Whoa. Whoa. So average them out. Well, I, I feel like what the one. Uh, well, there are two different scores for two different reasons. Okay. What I I always rate things off of like was I entertained when I watched this? And Are you not entertained? I mean I was, but it's just not my cup of tea, which is why I was like four point six. This isn't something I feel like I'm gonna go back and watch over and over again. It's something I'll watch once and yeah. be like, oh, that was good. That was like a that is was a four point nine like out of horror films. Out of out of like horror, horror. Well, the execution, like right. the music is good. The characters are really well developed. The practical special effects, effects are, or the practical effects there are, are special like effects. at the time that special, was special practical effects. effects. Yeah. Fires technical. Um, like everything is really well executed. But the only uh, the, again the qualm of like not being Desks. able to mental mental <laughs> mental map mental map it out of like mm. where things were all the time is what takes off the like point one. Yeah. Um, just because I if if I couldn't understand all of that the first go, then obviously something's missing. Yeah. Um I mean that's why they have that one one shot from one side of the station all the way to the other. It's supposed to be your guide throughout the whole film. Right. But I have a hard time keeping track of that sometimes. It would so. be interesting to maybe not not slow the movie down, but just pause and maybe Well, go, it's not okay, just necessarily it's like, oh, now I need to I should have been following this person because now I know this about the thing mm-hmm. that I can do this now that I didn't know before. So it, it, that's it's like Fight Club. It's, it's like Fight Club. Yeah. It's, not, it's not just their physical locations. It's their like, oh, like what I should have been paying attention to. If Fight Club does that, Fight Club is a movie you have, it's meant to watch. Like the world, like the rules times. to me weren't set up like immediately right at the gate and then explored. Mm-hmm. They were like given to you in doses. Yeah. yeah. Is what I, how I felt. Um, 
but yeah, so execution wise, 4.9. Personal entertainment value, 4.6. Or 6, sorry, yeah. So 4.75. I mean, Something like that. <laughs> we, we, I would say base it off of the number you write down originally. Right. 4.6. Um, but because, I mean, ratings are personal anyway. So yep. it's not like it has any I bearing. dig it. So Josh and Ollie. Who's first? Alphabetical. Go. Wow. <laughs> He established dominance. So that was quick. That was quick. That was before I even had time to think. Josh was just like, "I'm not wearing hockey pads." Oh my god! (laughs) Don't you put hockey pads in your mouth? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, My score is a very, very solid four point (gasps) five. It's on me. And I just, for me, it just didn't, like, it was very enjoyable. It was very well-crafted. But for me, it didn't hit. It wasn't ultimately greater than the sum of its parts. I enjoyed the (laughs) move. I adequately liked it. (laughs) It didn't build, like, to me, it didn't, didn't, like, grab me in any way. Like, the tension. I was, like, observing the tension, but from, like, a safe distance. Got it. And I didn't feel like I was in there. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Corey, no. I had the closest seat. I've seen it so many times. Yeah. I had yeah, the closest yeah. seat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, you should have been VR'd in there. There Jeez, you go. Yeah. Oh, all around oh, me. No. Uh, God, no. But that was, but that's, you know, very, just because, again, it's not in my, you know, horror. Yeah. The, the horror aspects not are wheelhouse. not my, not my cup of tea. Um, I don't love gore. I don't love seeing that stuff. God, and, you guys keep saying gore. Get used I'm to like, it because we're going to no do it gore. every year for Halloween. Hooray. <laughs> Next year like, is the no. thing too. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I was not impressed. the thing, just horror oh, movies. Okay, got it. <laughs> I Josh thought you like, said again? the thing no. every year. No, we're like, gonna do the we're gonna do horror movies every Halloween. Oh, I'm fine that makes it. sense. I'm I'm thought, he thought I said <laughs> we're gonna do the thing. Know, every year. I'm fine with that because my what he had I, thought I said was no I'm kidding. My my <laughs> library of 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 horror movies needs to grow. Like my my. I'll make you grow, baby. You need to, and then you'll be enhance your palate more more cultured. You're growing. Enhance my palette of horror. Carefully curated by my uh co- The co-hosts. Nerd on Collection. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Jajwa. Jajwa. Your score, sir. He's adding plus three onto his. <laughs> <laughs> I what I was gonna say is you need to watch. If you if you want if you want gore, if that's what you're looking for, you should <laughs> yeah. look up a French horror movie called High Tension. Perfect. Holy shit. Um or Everest. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Everest? <laughs> yeah. The mountain climbing movie? Yeah. Okay. This guy breaks his leg in the first two minutes. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Ouch. I realized via this conversa- conversation, mm-hmm. we could talk to I him. wouldn't change anything. Mm-hmm. Not a single thing. Um, and so and that's I why giving it's a f- it a five. Woo! Oh. So Ali, I wouldn't change a single thing. Free. That's why I'm giving it a five. The grump at 4.5? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I said, you could be a low and grump. So or here is your crown that Thank we you. give to you. That means nothing. It is now uh, uh, eating eating my head. Yes, because yep. it was a assimilated. It was the crown was assimilated. I'm sorry, Ellie. Yeah. And now I'm Still fine. Still want to be in. me. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, fine. Uh, do we want to gush? I have a story about the dog, real quick. Oh, that yeah, I want yeah, to yeah. tell Caitlin. Yeah. Uh, so the actor who played Clark, who played the dog, uh, obviously worked with that dog the most out of any of the cast. Of course, the dog was three quarters wolf. And he became very good friends Oof. after this movie for many, many years after with the handler. Uh, they became like lifelong friends after this movie because hmm. they worked very close. Of course. Uh, but the wolf dog, while very well trained, was not used to being around a large group of people, which all he is uh, in this movie is around a large 
group of people. Uh, and so he was like, I, he's like, it was interesting because like by the end of the film, I loved this dog so much. I would go visit him. We became very Aww. good friends. He's like, but at first when he's giving me the rundown, he was like, uh, you can't stare him in the eyes. Like if he gives you this look where he does it in the movie, the dog does it in the movie where he like stops walking and his head kind of lowers. And he was like, if he does that, stay still, let me know. I'll come get him. Like that kind of thing. <laughs> um, and apparently when the dog was on set, it had to be a closed set like like a sex scene would be. Like, yeah. like only the people needed are here and we let the dog walk through. Uh, but he's like, by the end of it, I, I loved that dog uh, as, as if it was one of my own. And uh, But he was just a very little strange dog. I forget I its name. It had dog. a very interesting name. But there's a wonderful, wonderful, Jeez. wonderful documentary on YouTube you can watch for free about the making of this movie. Yeah. Huh. And it's phenomenal. It's so cool. Is so. this stuff about the woof in there? Yeah. Okay. What I was going to say, another fun fact. Invested. The, um, the actor that plays Clark, Richard Masser, his yeah. beard is actually three quarters wolf. Yep. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and that's why they got along. Woof. Yeah. A woof. 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 Um, I think we gushed a lot. Well, I want to say some real quick. For oh, anyone? all the flamethrowers were real, by the way. Yes. They all got to use and train with real flamethrowers. Nice. Anyone at home. Can I have that, one? Yeah. Anyone at home yes. that hasn't watched it and uh, graced us with your first impressions or hearing it from us, watch it. If you if, watch it for if the you first dare. time. But then if you have, if you watch it again, Really pay attention to how they present the characters in mm -hmm. the scenes. Um, some of my favorite parts are just the pan shots or the tracking shots that go from one end of the room to the other end and end on McCready. A lot mm -hmm. of shots end on McCready, which is really, really fun um, because you, like on your first viewing, you're really informed how to feel. And then when you see McCready, you're informed how you should really be feeling. Mm -hmm. And so it's 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 a really kind of like play. happy happy and then he's like well he's he's calculating he's the entire time yeah and the thing is like he plays that cowboy you know wrangler gunslinger cool guy but in the end he's playing chess with this thing yeah and it's beautiful it's it's so awesome and that's why like I don't know I I don't find it scary even though I it's in the horror it's genre scary. it's yeah. it's just to me very like intellectually stimulating that's scary. So, yeah. Um, another, I mean, there's a few fun facts I can share real quick. Uh, this is John Carpenter stated that this is his favorite movie mm. out of all the movies he's made. Um, there was the the computer, the voice of the computer was his wife. Oh, uh, which I thought that was really interesting. Shout out to Miss Carpenter. Shout out to Miss Carpenter. Um, hey, Miss Carpenter. The set that so the interior is all done on a set um, mm -hmm. with some exteriors that they built a year in advance and let it snow. And like kind of cover wow. it all and stuff like that. I, f I forget exactly where British Columbia, somewhere in British Columbia, hmm. uh, for the uh, the uh, outside. And then uh, so the inside of the sets though in LA were uh, about forty degrees because they figured out you didn't have to have it thirty two or whatever to get the breath, but they kept the sets cold and humid. So the, so the, there was a lot of water in the air and they mm -hmm. could get all real breaths. Uh, none of it was done in in post or anything like that. Hmm. But when they would go to lunch, it was one of the hottest summers L.A. had ever seen at about 100 to 104 every day. Oh, my God. And they would leave the set in their Arctic clothing to walk to Crafty um, because it took so much time to undress and have to dress back up that they were only getting like 10-minute lunches, 15-minute oh lunches. Uh, so that everyone would just walk across to Crafty where it was air-conditioned again and hope that they survived. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of, I mean, Obviously, I'm a huge fan of checking out the trivia on IMDb. I would encourage everyone to do so and check out that. Uh, that and I would encourage everyone to just 
every few moments, just pause the film and look at the frame because a lot of the great stuff is like how they color it mm-hmm. and how they com- com- compose certain things. Don't so. worry about enjoying the movie as a whole. Yeah, just pause it every about awesome. five Red seconds. Red and blues, baby. Red, and, Red blues. and blues are so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I want to thank you guys for doing the thing. You're welcome. It means a lot to me. <laughs> we want to also thank all the listeners to hearing about the thing. Yeah. Yes. Without you guys, we can't make this show possible. Yep. Um, but tell us what your thoughts about the thing. Who was really the thing at the end? What's oh, your favorite form of the that. monster? We did not talk about it. It was Childs. Yeah. That's my theory. <laughs> yeah. I do think that's it was it. Childs. Yeah. Should I say it real quick? Why? Just, just yeah. yeah. But you may as well. Uh, the theory behind it. What? Tom? I, I mean, they had the comic book and they tell you. What? Oh, so, I haven't read it yet. Is it Childs? Tell your story first. Oh, well, my theory just beyond, we won't go into the comic books. So I haven't got to read them yet. Because this episode is based on the movie. So within this universe, uh, not the comic books that were written 35 years later, uh, the whole thing is that they replaced all the alcohol with to make Molotov cocktails. So the, the theory is that he hands him a bottle filled with gasoline and Childs being a thing and not knowing that it should be any different, kind of going through the movements like I know they drink out of these. He takes a sip. And that's why McCready starts laughing at the end because he's just like, fuck, man. <laughs> I did all of this. <laughs> and he's the thing. And in the original script, it said that McCready actually has a blowtorch under that uh, blanket. Oh. So that was taken out. But oh. interesting yeah. fact. Huh. Thank you so much, everybody at home, for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. As Tom has said many times before, we get to do this because of the listeners, the patrons, all the peeps. Um, but yeah, you can check out our website, nerdon.tv, like we've already said a million times. You yeah. can go check out all the linky links. Mm-hmm. They can also find us on Apple Podcasts. They can look at Spotify. They can basically, as Corey always say, where all podcasts can be found, can be heard. Where all podcasts are heard. Yep. It's all everywhere. levels of podcasts are welcome. Here. It's all there. But yeah, hit up that website, nerdon.tv. Everything is centralized there, all the linky links. What mm-hmm. are the linky links? Linky leaks like social medias, YouTube, uh, YouTube's, yeah. We have Twitter. written reviews of things like mm-hmm. manga, games, anime, movies, movies. Destiny. Mm-hmm. We have our YouTube stuff there. It's all there. We route Twitch. our Twitch from there. Con coverage. We have con mm-hmm. coverage. We can check out Trope Time there. Trope Time. Trope Time, our other show. Mm-hmm. Um, once a month, first Monday of every month. Yep. Uh, it does hit, uh, hosted by our fellow hosts lustrous yeah. writers um yeah. nikki and izzy um mm-hmm. good stuff but yeah check them out so once a month yeah the if first you have some time to listen about tropes mm-hmm. but you know the drill as always nerd on Indie Broadcast.